All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. Muted. Hey everyone, <laughs> let's go. Oh, Welcome man. to Hunter Talk. Good Monday Eve to y'all. Yep. And good past weekend of League of Legends viewing as a whole. If we're being honest, yeah, a lot yeah. of great series. I'm still like I've still got vods queued up to uh, catch up mm. on something that happened in the lesser leagues. You know um but yeah it was the lesser league oh yeah you know oh, the lesser just, regions yeah, yeah. you know don't need to name them i know yeah. i know though i know the i forget idea. the names yeah. of those regions but <laughs> yeah 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 uh it was it was a good weekend now just tantalizingly close for us mm. but mm. as you can see i'm not i'm not uh i'm not wearing black today i'm feeling okay so i don't know how yeah. you're feeling except for your hat your hat is black but that's i'm not in mourning right that's i don't right. have the netting over my face <laughs> the the mourners wail is not how we kicked off the podcast today uh yeah i'm feeling similarly um you know if anything for me it's just like ah we were so close we were so close my prediction was almost right i almost had it cole they almost had it close but no uh, they almost came through for me but yeah it's not it's not the uh wasn't meant to be so you know more games to play more series to win and yeah we got more work to do which you know it's world's prep that's what it is at this point it's just world's prep maybe yeah and uh i I like that i that like that's the same kind of thought about is like you know the more series the better going Mm -hmm. into this i mean we we like had the buy so we kind of lost one on the front end which was fine because we uh locked in worlds and now that we've locked in worlds give us more games Give yeah. the guys more time. I'm I'm all about that. I mean, would have been very happy to just go straight to finals. Yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of us, but it's kind of one of those things where it, it's barring a major blowout in my mind. There's not a bad, a super bad outcome yeah. from last weekend, and it certainly was not a blowout. It was very close, very competitive games. We showed up and we played some good league. So yeah, a lot to talk about, but also a lot to be, feel hopeful about. Optimistic. Yeah. Well, one thing to talk yeah. about is that we are powered by the one, the only Ripid Energy Drink. Active camo tonight. Jordan's were, uh, rocking the same color can as I am. In fact, Jordan, yeah. do you want to be active camo right now as well? Let's just turn Please. on your active camo. There you go. Did you? Except yours ends up being black. Just because you don't have you don't have anything behind you. <laughs> Like that's in right. the thing. That's that's my bad. That's a production quirk there. My background's <laughs> fake. Yours slipping. is not. Production quality slipping. My active camo is busted. <laughs> we'll have to write the producers about that and get it settled for next time. All right. You know my email. I'm wearing the uh, the cardinal, by the way. Oh, nice. I've got the the stone or whatever. Right, stone. Am I remembering right? I think it's called the stone jersey. But uh, mine looks like the. Uh, wore it 20 times without washing version of yours. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, true fans wear theirs 20 <laughs> times without washing. Right. That's. <laughs> he, 
here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about, we're actually going to talk through the games a bit, I think, because I think it's going to be worth it to talk about how they went. Because like on closer inspection of the series, like again, I think there's a, there's much to be positive about much to be optimistic about. Uh, And then we'll do the usual. We'll talk about some general stuff and then how we think the Saturday matchup is going to go against C9. And uh, maybe go beyond that, even depending on what our predictions are. Anyway, uh, mm. very excited to do that. And we'll do listener takes as always. Whew. Whew. I predict Prophet Cole is going to predict this episode is going to go long. <laughs> For the first time, I'm usually it's, like, yeah, uh, we're going to be shorter than normal tonight. No, I'm predicting we're going to go long. Yeah. Well, yeah. here comes the three hour podcast then, because usually <laughs> our. Our average short is an hour thirty podcasts. Yeah, short's an hour thirty. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got rip it, so I'm fine. Let's crack this thing and get to it. All righty. Let's start from the very beginning. Game one. Um. Mm-hmm. So, and when we talk about the games, I think we're going to talk overview fashion, and some of that will just spiral into topics. So, um, I gotta say, watching game one was what I was expecting going into the series. You know, you guys uh-huh. will remember I predicted a loss to team liquid three to one, right? Like I was like, okay, we're going to take one game off of them, but it's going to be a loss. And game one went pretty much how I anticipated. It was pretty even. In fact, it was very even um, through about 20 minutes or so into the game. Oh. And then, uh, the draft mistake, I don't know. Is it, well, we'll debate whether we're calling it a mistake. But uh, letting Rel through to Core JJ ended up punishing us right at about the 20 minute mark. The Rel JJ engage uh, got four of us off a river. And that was basically the game. That was it. That was it. It was like very close, very tight, contested game. And then that happened. And it was like, ah, eh, now this is going to spiral a bit. <laughs> Now it's not close anymore. Yeah. Now Core JJ is here. Yeah. And and that's kind of how I felt going in. I was like, look, I don't think we're that far behind these guys um, based on our EG series. Because, mm. it, you know, in my opinion, we played EG like, w- like with more separation with us in a different tier of play than they did. You know, even though the, the, it looked close in the end, I was just like, no, we're clearly the better team. Um but yeah, it was like it was like kind of as soon as they got that team fight win, it was just methodical from there from them, and that's kind of what I'm expecting at this point. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the um, if there was a theme across many of these games, like I guess if 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 I were to try to peg TL's strength right now, it's like they at least in our series they are so good at uh, getting these just key engages these key set pieces where they get everything from you and they don't give it back yeah and that's exactly what this one was um it's just it's core jj man just doing and you asked is it a draft mistake to let him have rel i don't really feel like it is to be honest with you because Hmm. he is so versatile he's so versatile that i don't know you know i don't think there's a champion that you could look at for him to say well you gotta ban it and if you if you don't, then you know what to expect, um, because we saw him have devastatingly effective picks throughout the series, basically. So 
I don't I don't hold it against us for not banning that, especially in game one. I feel like game one's kind of a you know, you, you really don't know what to expect as much. Um but yeah, his rel is still just as brutal as it has been. I feel like it's more brutal than Probably. Than, probably. Than some of the But his like other there have been some there have been there have been other games like this, you know, from him. Yeah, exactly. Um on rel. So just watching the positioning on that engage though is like he gets in the exact right spot. Like there's like a few pixels worth of give around on each dimension, (sighs) but he's right there. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, when you're that good at the champ, you know, it does things. You also saw him like buffering, um, stuns. He buffered like us, like who he almost had a solar flare engage. If I'm Mm -hmm. remembering right, as they were, I think they were going up river towards mid lane. Hundred thieves was chasing and who he had like a perfect solar flare on him, but he buffered with the dismount. Yep. And otherwise that would have been like huge for us. And you know, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. He just knows the champ and he's uh, just so he's core JJ. It's hard to, hard to (laughs) dislike him, but he, he surely had his way in this game and, and kind of turned it. It, it looked like a stomp. It ended up looking like a stomp because they methodically executed from 20 minutes on. But Again, I don't think you can like look at it and just discount what happened in those first twenty minutes. Like, yeah. like all the all the analysts, all the predictions were like, "Oh yeah, Team Liquid's gonna like smash Hundred T. It's not gonna be close." And then they kind mm-hmm. of like played this game out, and they're like, "See, told you." <laughs> like, well, was it though? Knew you it. Know? Was it? I'm not really <laughs> right. sure. Um, right. So that's the thing. And I mean, look, I fully recognize I predicted the TL three one, so it's not like I. I didn't believe in TL strength or whatever, but I'm just saying it was, it was kind of opportunistic because I don't, and, I, and a little dishonest to me based on what I saw. Um, you, you, yeah. am I not mistaken? You had a note about the draft or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you remember going into this series, basically I just talked about the way we played the EG series and the intentionality I saw in us kind of just playing the same look over and over and over and over again because EG led us. And I think that was actually, um, it was, we saw a little bit of that strategy continued in this game. And it was that they banned Viego. Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't want us to play it because they saw what Closer could do on it. And I thought pretty interestingly, this was another draft that felt comparable to what we played against EG. Um, it was Rise, you know, and then a supporting cast of other team fighting champions. Mm-hmm. With, with the Leona, you know, even, and, yeah. even the, yeah, and the, the Orn, even the Lee Sin, like we saw, um, that's where he went when they banned Viego last time. So we didn't show them anything new, basically, in this game. Um, and they beat us. So good job on doing your homework, TL. Yeah. Like you watched the EG series and basically said, you know, it's kind of like we went for a bonus in, uh, in Valorant. Like, we had the same stuff that we had from the EG series, and we just thought maybe we'd start it out there. Because if you win on a bonus, you're feeling great, um, and you have even more, you know, uh, options available to you going forward. Sure. So, I just want to call that out. I think it was super, uh, super smart, and you know, it, it was kind of what what I'd hoped to see happen, which is let's just see if we can get a freebie. It, yeah, uh, it, it felt fairly, uh, yeah, calculated and, and predictive from 100T. I think, like, I think this was the draft that we wanted. You know, uh, uh, Core JJ mm-hmm. on Rel is a little bit iffy, like I said, but I think, like, largely, is, uh, you know, we saw what the plan was here. Like you said, run it back, 
do what we did, see how it works. Uh, we've got someday on Orn, which I think is, you know, having him on champs like that against Elfari was part of the plan as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, like I said, it was closer than it seems. So uh, that didn't stop Hunter Thieves from switching it up for the, ne- <laughs> the next game, though. Um, do you have any other notes on game one before we talk game two? Just that um, the, the Jace Barris is a dangerous combo. And if you can get Rel pulling everybody into the same little pocket of space, then, the, you know, the, basically those two can do, you know, 2K damage with one skill shot. So that, that is a bit of foreshadowing, and it wasn't awesome for us. And <laughs> uh, they were, you asked me if I was scared of, of Alfari, and I said yes last week. And this was a good game from him and kind of a, an indicator of what was to come. Yeah. Well, game two, like we said, was, was different um, draft-wise for us. You saw Someday stay on the Orn, but again, uh, the, the three middle picks, we've got uh, Diana for Closer and Jungle, Aurelia in mid for Abadaga, and Vayne for FBI. Cool. So definitely a different look from us, um, answering what was certainly a different look from them. So this, to me, felt like the most out-of-control weird draft that we had. I didn't think our picks were bad. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't feel, like, bad about our picks. Um, but their picks were just crazy, and ours were a little unexpected, too. I mean, they, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, were their, their first two picks, the Sejuani and the Lee Sin? I can't remember Was it Or are they picks? I, I don't know. But I remember when it came out, and it was like, oh, oh, where's stuff <laughs> going here? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, it got right. confusing. I would need to look at the actual draft order. But um, yeah. there was a little bit of, you know, what's going to happen, it, especially with the Ziggs pick, too. I mean, again, we saw Ziggs support. We did that, and it was yeah. awesome. Um, didn't feel confident in what I was seeing from them until the draft finally finished. And then after that, it's like, well, this is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so new look for us. Um, and I liked it. And it was very interesting how this one played out. because So we were talking about how game one, was very even even though it didn't really look that way right right and in game two i think you're tempted to kind of make the same argument because gold wise the game was virtually a lock i think through what like another 20 minutes or so right like something like that like the gold was fairly locked um i think we even seesawed a little bit within 1k of gold leads on either side but really it wasn't and it really no. wasn't. And, and this is one of the times where the kill score is very meaningful, right? Because that's what I saw was, you know, you know, we were running around the map and it seemed like whenever we found them, we killed them, right? That's what it was. It was like, it was like a roaming yep. aggression. We were winning out on everything. And so even though the gold wasn't like mm-hmm. getting ahead, it was like, but as soon as we see you, you're dead. You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> right. so while, right. while gold wise, like they, they kept it tight. I was like, they they can't do anything right now. They just can't. Um, and so I've got like, you know, in my mind, cause the, the goal, the kill score finished out at 19 and three. Mm-hmm. That's, they got three kills. And one of those was FBI inting at the end to try and get the kill in the well. Right. right. So it's really like F- team liquid, yeah. liquid went a full game only getting two kills. <laughs> We basically got 10 times as many kills as them. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and 
so we just weren't weren't losing any sort of fights. Now they had good macro and stuff, right? Like they were moving around. They were mm-hmm. they, that's how they kept the gold close. Um, yeah. Good for them. That lasts a certain amount of time until it's over. And I thought the the vein pick in this comp looked good. Thought the Aurelia looked yeah. good. Um, yep. The Diana looked incredible. The Diana yeah. really took. Actually, I need to bring up KDA. The the six zero and eight. Yeah, I was gonna say it looked really really good. Um, yeah, I loved seeing Closer get in there and mix it up. Like I don't know, this comp like really really wrecked them when it came to fighting. Yeah. No. It's and and this is exactly what I was excited for and banking on honestly is that we had some stuff that we could show that we had not given any indication that you should be preparing against or for um and it it just it just worked i mean i think with this team comp you have probably the reason it felt a little closer or at least the gold was closer uh is because this is a very like win more comp yeah yeah or or at least hold your own so that you get Vayne online, so that you get Aurelia online, and they were online for pretty much the whole game. So it's kind of like they, you know, TL could never really do what they were trying to do in this game. You know, they they did it to some effect, but like you said, they would all they're just getting picked off everywhere, and they never had the ability to sustain any kind of, um, you know, split map pressure. Like the Ziggs was, I'm sure, collecting turrets. I can't remember exactly. They had, I think, they had three turrets pretty early and a lot of their gold that they were keeping up with us obviously was turrets because they didn't have kills um so you know he'd walk up and he'd satchel a turret and he'd get some gold and it's great and everybody feels fine when they look at the scoreboard yeah but it was you know everyone on our team was online <laughs> like you know closer was just a monster i thought the vein looked really good and i was yeah. excited to see that pick um and then but, but i think for me the most exciting thing was the aurelia and he started to get ahead pretty early on that. And that was huge. Um, and this was the kind of thing that we talked about needing to see from him if yeah, we were to win the right? series. Different picks. Is different picks and picks that had the ability to turn a fight in our favor, not just to set up a fight or to have a specific utility role to play in a team fight. Yeah. Like he just showed up and he started dashing and killing people. And uh, there were a couple fights where he, he you know, he did the Aurelia thing where he's at like 300 HP and somehow gets an entire, you know, two or three rounds more of his combo. Yeah. And then it's like, why you know, won't you die? <laughs> yeah. His ults were awesome. So, um, yeah, I think that the, I don't know, you know, it seems like both teams kind of went for the like game two, you know, all new us approach. And ours certainly worked better. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say it was like a direct answer. Like I doubt that they were prepared for what TL threw out there. Because uh, how how could yeah, you? Yeah, that would was you weird. Be? I would have been surprised. If I mean, they saw that in scrims yeah. or something. Right. Tacticals played Ziggs before, so that that's not like brand new. But it's, it's just a weird look. Um, but yeah, I thought they executed really well, and it was it was just a super smart game. I don't think they were ever in danger of losing this one, um, even though the gold. It was not a 12k gold lead, um, you know. So oh. make make of that what you will. Uh, but yeah, I like the I like the look. It's just refreshing to see us do something new that works really well. And and this is what I said we had to be able to do, especially as you think about worlds. We have to be threatening these kinds of things as other teams are preparing to play against us who don't have, you know, a full year's worth of experience against us. 
Yeah, and and plus, I mean, even thinking more short term than that, um, we got to see and we can now study a successful look against this team that we could possibly see in the finals again, right? Like, we're not out of this thing. Um, We played five games with them. We got a taste of what they can do. They got a taste of what we can do. Um, And so this look is like, hey, this was actually a pretty successful style uh, against Mm -hmm. them. And take note, because that was a style with Someday on the horn. Foreshadowing mm-hmm. the conversation. What are you going to say? Something it looked like you were about to say something. Yeah, I was, I was, the other thing I was going to say is, you know, this is Core JJ's worst stat line probably of all time. Oh six and one, right? And oh wow, it was that bad. Oh, it was, I mean, we've we've seen <laughs> Huhi on a set that is hopelessly behind so far as like yeah. his team goes. So everybody on the team behind, um, he you know, set is is not a champion at that point. I don't think it's like that our most dominant game. That is the stat line he had. Um, he was, he was just, he had nothing that he could do. Even the, you know, he hit like one or two great haymakers and got some good true damage down, but yeah, yeah a lot really of time creative just, placements on the haymakers and stuff where I was like, yeah. dang man, he's, he's good. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of time he was just kind of using the kit to try to stay alive. And that's, yeah. if you're doing that on set, then your, your, uh, your lifespan in any team fight is very limited. Yeah, so. um, I'd like to contrast Core JJ's stat line with Huhi, oh one and fourteen. Yeah, it's that a- is a pretty, <laughs> pretty clean game, man. <laughs> pretty effective. Pretty, yeah. pretty good stat line. Yeah. So really, uh, the game went what? Thirty five minutes. It looks like is how long this one went. Um, and it didn't get blown open. It looks like until twenty eight minutes. Um, but I'm telling you, it was not. It was not close. It just, I don't know. It just felt inevitable the whole time. So I, I like to, I, I hope that the staff is like, okay, cool. What, like, how can we create similar comps that do the same thing so mm-hmm. that we, you know, we have this option that we can pull out against TL, you know, if we see him in the finals, I really hope that they're banking on that. Um, yep. And just seeing what we were able to do when we got out and got around and started murdering everybody. So, Well, and you mentioned Orn. There's just a lot of great Orn targets in the TL lineup here. Yeah. Like, you know, Jensen is one of the only people who has the ability to, I mean, he's got a dash and, you know, ward hops and all that. And Sejuani's got a dash, but tactical is not going anywhere. Um, he can satchel. Playing. He's got a satchel. He can satchel. That's a pretty, that's a pretty advanced hop out of the way. You're, you're making yourself airborne to try to prevent being airborne. Um, and then set, you know, so like this team in a team fight situation, just prime or in target. Yeah. Well, um, so coming off of that, so I, I got like, Hey, first game went kind of how I expected played them pretty close, ended up losing second game. Actually like nicely done. We looked pretty, yeah. pretty dominant there. So going to the third game, I was feeling more optimistic. I was starting to tell myself, maybe I'm wrong. Now, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe profit Cole is going to be wrong this time. And then we had the game three. Okay. Mm. Now, I don't know where you want to start with this. We want to start no. with, with, you know, the 12K thing, or if we want to start earlier in the game, how do you feel? Um, I mean, I, I think let's start earlier because I feel okay. like just the feeling of this game was so weird. Yeah, this, this was, I don't know. I, it felt a little more straightforward to me. I mean, 
Again, very even. I think, uh, weren't we ahead most of the time in gold? It was like, it was virtually locked. I think we had a small lead. 16 minutes happened. So this is where I had my, my bookmark here on the VOD. We had an insanely close team fight at 16 minutes. It was so close. It was a yeah. protracted thing. Back where, and forth. Yeah, it's like people are surviving, but they have like no health bars left. Like that right. sort of thing where, you sit, where just both teams decide to empty the tank on a play mm -hmm. and see where the chips fall. And it was so, so, so close. And we lost out on that fight. I, I think, I don't know how many we lost. Maybe we lost three or four. I don't think we got aced. I want to, um, yeah, I wanna, it was either three or four. Yep. And but it, it like it swung the whole game. It just it just busted open the whole thing for them. Um, I don't know. And so so we ended up behind by a bit, um, and then it just like kind of snowballed from there, and slowly got more and more out of control. Um, at this point, so I don't know why but my seven-year-old daughter has started watching the games with me, which is awesome. Excellent. I'm yes. not complaining. The plan is complete. I'm not yeah. forcing it upon her or anything <laughs> like that. She just, she just comes and sits and watches games with me, right? And she's like, it's like getting close to time for her to start getting ready for bed and all this stuff. And she's like worried about missing the game. <laughs> and I'm like, honey, it is not That's close. awesome. It's not close. Like there's, there, it's super. Un so I, I found that I have to talk to her very literally. I can't exaggerate or make some sort of sweeping claim because she just yeah. focuses in on the details. But uh, so I said, it's very, very unlikely that Hunter Thieves can win this game. You can leave. You can do what you need to do. You're not going to be missing anything, right? Yeah. And I insisted that that was the case. And then she told me that she, what? How, I forget how she said it. But basically she told me that I was being a pessimist, and it, <laughs> which was hilarious. Cause she was like chiding me for not believing right. in the team or whatever. And I was like, She's like rolling dad, my we, eyes. I'm we have there, Diego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, I, but I'm sitting there like rolling my eyes is like trying, how do I explain to her that we're 12 K gold behind? Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, look, we're not going to win this game. Just go chill. Just do your thing. Yeah. Whatever. But sure enough, did she stay up and watch it? Uh, yeah, she watched this. That's and good. She didn't understand really what was going on, but I started like hyperventilating basically at that <laughs> fight in bot side when, when we started to turn it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's I when she almost, knew something was up. This game was on, I think when we were having like a late, I was camping over the weekend, a mm -hmm. late dinner. And I was like this close to turning it off. Cause I was like, I think this one's done and I'll check back in for the next game. Glad I didn't. Yeah. Um, it's unbelievable what happened. So oh. I think who he got off the engage, if I'm remembering yeah. right, which is like, it's a kind of poetic, um, considering he's on the rel right after a core JJ just yeah. busted a game open. Um, who he does the same thing. Right. And during this fight, it was in a weird place in bot side jungle and several things were happening. But again, the, who he engaged was incredible. It was just ahead of an Alfari TP. So like I, they hit the go button before Alfari could really join the fight, which was nice. Um, and then, and then FBI buster shot tactical mm. just far enough out of the fight that he, that 
bought them time to really turn this thing up. I could not believe it when it started happening. Cause I was like watching the health bars. I was like, wait, 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 (laughs) wait. Yeah. Here comes the Callista. Uh Oh, and they, (laughs) they won the fight. Now, hilariously, (laughs) like you, so, and again, I was talking to my daughter the whole time. So that fight happens and she sees that that happens. She's like, see, they won. And I was like, this game is far. So I was like, they got to do that, you know, another time or two to even, right. Even be competitive in this game. So I know we just won that fight, but we're still like, it's still over, right. But, uh, thank goodness for dragon stacking, right? This was weird. Uh, did they let us go three well, Oh, or was it three one? I think we we're maybe it's three one. Uh, one more, a couple of things on that fight though. Oh yeah. yeah. It ahead. actually, the, the very first thing that happens is that Abadaga gets the alt on the Blanc, mm. which doesn't, you know, it, that doesn't end the fight or swing it, but I feel like it does just put him in a position where he is on the defensive. Like he's on the back foot trying to yeah. get out of the fight rather than opening up the fight. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, was because he, he got it back. He distorted backwards and then that's where he got yeah. him. Right. Yeah. He got, I think he buffered it. So he was oh, okay. yeah. basically, you know, uh, so he ended up being ulted in a pretty safe spot, but you know, but like, it allowed everybody time to get out. in. Yeah. yeah. You know and, what I mean? And everybody probably opened moved. it up for who he, yeah. And then the, just Viego, just Viego of course. is, I mean, <laughs> that I guess that's kind of the design of the champ, right? Like you, you kill somebody, you get their stats, and then you are the strongest player in the fight, and and you have all the other stuff that that champ can do. And he already he was doing even, pretty well. <laughs> yeah, so he got the shutdown on Jensen. You know, yeah. like I think it was it was right after the tactical Buster shot out that he was able to chase yeah Jensen right. to the tail end of the fight and secure the kill. Um. And then, and the crazy thing is, he didn't even, I don't think he did any damage as LeBlanc. He just got, like, he used right. a sword to get close to enough. Just mobility, and then, yeah. And then did another reset and ult and all that. So, just a crazy fight, man. That's, that's a pretty rare thing to see somebody uh, pull that off from down 12K. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like we, like, shocked them on, like, a catch, like, a cheese play or something. It was just yeah. that no, we saw a good opportunity and fought him. Really good. <laughs> we won it. Excuse me, one yeah. second. Yep. Yeah, like it was just a, it was just a really, really well executed team fight. Yeah, that's so, kind of like. I mean, and you could say that Diego was busted too. That's fine, but like all the other stuff had to happen that we talked about for that uh, fight to come through. Yeah. So. Now, again, like I told to my daughter, that didn't mean the game was won for us or that the game was right. even. Right. It did give them, okay, we can actually lose fights now. So it gave them that pause. But we had a fight around Elder Dragon after that where we actually lost. And it looked like mm-hmm. that was game, right? Right. Um, there was a, a huge stall in that fight where basically like, you know, the, the fight was won and everybody was kind of migrating to bot lane to, to buy time, you know, before right. we died. And Abadaga did the old hide on bush. <laughs> because <laughs> they survive with they survive with santorin with low health mm-hmm. um jensen i think and then they they survived with three i can't remember exactly who it was but santorin with low health was one of them and as they start moving back up to take elder dragon <laughs> avadaga comes out of the bush and just kills him <laughs> saving the game yeah. right like if, if he escapes too if i'm not wrong yeah, I think he does get get the yeah. runaway. 
Um, he, right. he had a, a couple of juking retreats in, during this game. That was just amazing. Um, yep. he looked, he looked pretty good on the champ. Like despite yeah. us getting kind of rolled, um, for most of the game, like he, the mechanics on the champ were creative. It was, it was awesome. Um, but yeah, save the game. They couldn't take elder. Yep. And then, so it was like, all right, well let's fight around elder when everybody's back and who he gets another God engage on the rel and we shut it down. I I can't believe how that happened. Like, yeah. so it was, it was the, the one impossible team fight. Then the, the 200 IQ play to save the game from Abadaga after a, yep. after a loss in the team fight. So the, the team fight loss basically erases whatever we just did. Right. You know what I mean? But he makes the saving play and then we get another God fight. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and, this this has to be the biggest gold lead we've come back from, right? I mean, yeah. It, we I think when we won, we were still down like six k gold. If I'm not mistaken. It was, it was still well with a all very the stuff you take with all the buildings you take on the retreat. I don't think. Oh you no, you're right. We were only down one k as the nicest. But yeah, felt. I think like functionally, yeah, it was like yeah. six or seven k. But probably then we, as we started know, our victory march, we were right. Down. You vacuum up the gold on your way in, but. But yeah. yeah, it basically just an impossible win from us. Remember how Danny like ripped that game away from us and we we're like, yes, how did the guys bounce back from that and, yeah. and play a clean game and, and close them out after what happened to them? Then we got an in game. They got rolled and still managed to turn around in this game. I mean, this is the kind of thing that bodes very, very well when you're talking about best of fives is the team that does not roll over. It's really yep. easy and best of five, right? To be like, all right, go next. Like, yeah, we'll yeah. Get, you know what I mean? Because at this point it's like, all right, it's going to be two, one them. We still got time, but no, it's like, no, we can win this somehow. We can win this <laughs> and they yeah. go for it. And, and that's, that's probably the single biggest difference between this hundred thieves team and previous hundred thieves team, like the 2018 team is there is absolutely no, like, Wow, we're just gonna give up. <laughs> yeah, for, for no this quit. team, which is really, really awesome, man. Um, yeah, that that just bodes so well. Yep. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild, and it you know that to go from down two one to up two one was a happy moment for me because I thought that my prediction might actually play out. Uh, but also, just like you know, that's we 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 put it back on them, like you said. So, um, I, I, I don't really know. I mean, from a strategy team comp perspective, I guess this just further cements the idea that you really don't want closer on Viego. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. he, I, I can't imagine he gets to play Viego a single other time in LCS. Yeah. Like who does C9 let Viego through? I just, I feel like you have all of EG you have the two wins against TL. It just feels irresponsible at this point to let it happen. Um, so I, I'm fully expecting that we won't see it, which is too bad because I'm actually a huge Viego fan now. Cool. I don't know. I don't know about Remember you. Remember anemic Viego, and now it's like the <laughs> yeah. single power pick that you will not give to us. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. we we're so wrong about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It. it I. I don't think he plays it again in LCS. Uh, yeah. And then they'll nerf it, and then it won't be what it was that's right so i think we've we've had our last taste of closer viego which is a beautiful beautiful thing 
Yeah. Um, though it's Big clearly fan. not his only good jungle champion, as you see the bands being thrown his direction. Um, right. <clears throat> during the series, like this dude, he's he's really really good. When he's good, he's, playing, he's really good. Dare I say he's playing like an MVP? He's role. playing MVP level for sure. <laughs> right. Now. Yeah. So. Yep. Um. Okay. Well, I don't know. It. Where does that rank in the in the top unbelievable moments of hundred T? It's got to be up there. It's it with the stakes involved. I don't know. So, so the someday Jack's play against clutch, uh, is one of the most incredible single plays I've seen. Yeah. Um, from us most unbelievable. Can't believe we pulled that off thing. Um, but I don't think we've quite been in a position that flipped this hard. Um, yeah. Dang man. That is, I mean, there are some, there are some big plays that, know we've had pivotal moments but this was it was it was not just it was like the 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 number of them you needed to have in a row was pretty unusual right like we've had medios stealing the elder we've had people stealing baron like that kind of stuff happens yeah but to really just claw your way back yeah yeah it's I, i think it's almost harder to claw your way back when there isn't an objective right when it's not just like you just smite it and then you you get it. Right. It's dead, and you win. Um, it's it's almost harder to have all of these things needing to come together as many times as they did. So I think you know the level of difficulty, the comeback is is that much higher as a result. Yeah. So I don't know. I think of like most unlikely moments is probably up there. Um, yeah. Chat's pointing out the the Huhi Lissandra engage that we were talking about yes. earlier this week. Um, that also an amazing play, but again, that was a game. That was a tight game. Anyone could win it at any time. So it's not like, Oh my goodness. How did we actually win that game? It was more like, Oh, he found the perfect play to end right. the game. Like one of these teams eventually is ha- going to have to win this game. Right. And yeah. who will do it? This one was like, TL just needs to, you know, basically you could replace TL with a bunch of bots at this point, And there's a pretty good chance they win because <laughs> you know, your, your items are stronger at that point. So yeah. Yeah. So, um, I hope we remember that game. That was incredible. Uh, yep. game four. I hope we forget this game because <laughs> this game was basically in our hands. Um, oh. we had, we had a lead like basically the whole time. It was, again, it was mm-hmm. one of those, we play the early game close with TL. Uh, we maintained a slight lead until the fateful moment where they, snuck a baron um at the time they did this so we let's see let me look at the yeah we're up like one and a half k Mm -hmm. in gold and we're just kind of we're just kind of slowly winning it it felt like yeah we were just grinding it out yeah Yeah, just just yeah grinding out a win for sure um and then this would have been the series win by the way this would have been three one we're in finals and then there there's like a a award that's just not deep enough it's like, I don't even know how close it, because, because as they pointed out, you could see Baron and you could see <laughs> Baron like fighting, but it wasn't close enough to see the player icons on the map. So if you weren't looking, you didn't actually see it. And I don't know how close it was. I would love to see someone do an analysis of like, Hey, oh how close gosh. that was. But the barred portal through the back to sneak that away. And then the gold graph just goes <laughs> just, total flip Dude. of the game. That 
they stole uh, the series with that. Yeah. Yep. And just such a smart play. Mm-hmm. You know. And it ended quickly after that, by the way. It, it wasn't it like, did. oh, they got the Baron and they stayed alive. It was no, they got the Baron and we kind of panicked, lost a couple fights. And the timing was really bad for us. We were not prepared at all. And that was that, yeah. Man, and the only person showing on the map was, was Jensen on Rise. He's the only one showing. Yeah. There's so many what-if scenarios. You know, they talked about a lot of stuff. Like, well, you got to have, have your vision that is not, you know, able to be control-warded so that one control-ward can't knock out all your vision. And if you're not playing against the Bard, unless you, you legit get a four-person blast cone into the pit, chances are low that you, with a, a ward on the front door of Baron and, and the Scuttle Vision, that you don't see what you need to see. So, I mean, TL, just super and, smart. And to complicate that further, by the way, sorry to interrupt, but in chat, Z no. is pointing out, so I Will Dominate looked at the pro view and said, Closer actually checked Baron five times right before they started it. Oh, so it was just cod timing. Oh, seriously. You know what I mean? He, just, he, oh, he checked it, checked it, checked it, checked it, checked it. And then that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Man. And then, you know, again, and this for pros, this is probably not the highest level stuff, but if you play, you know, you take more damage when you're behind the Baron. So you have four people all just hanging out. That's super risky. If, yes. if they show up and you have no way out. Now, granted, your your magical voyage is probably back off cooldown. You can try for an escape. Team can take but it too, got, though. <laughs> yeah, and and you've got four dudes who have been just eating full Baron damage in the back of the Baron pit. <laughs> I mean, they put all their chips on the table, and they won the series. Yeah, and, and honestly, I think they knew they had to do something. I think they knew that that game was going to get away from them. Right, right. Um, if you just play that game out, you know, nine times out of ten, we win it from the point we were at. Um, because we were we were in control. Yeah. So super sad how that actually happened. Um, I've, I so and during that game up until that point, I was like believing. I was sitting there like, we're about to go to finals on the winners bracket. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like we're about to put Team Liquid down. Right. And I'm like, I'm starting to like think about what am I going to tweet about this. <laughs> Prophet Cole was wrong, you know. Yeah. I better I better queue up all my like slander towards the other teams that I'm gonna tweet. And then yeah, it just it just all disappeared. And when we go into game five, it's like, well, at least we've got a group of players who, you know, who doesn't get tilted by this sort of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So going to game five is like, you know what? As long as they can say in their heads, like, look, we had that, and just one mistake costs us everything. Let's just reset, kind of like we did against EG, and take this thing. I actually felt like we're going to win this game five. Mm. And then draft happened. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. So where, where do you want to start with this draft? Mm. TK, probably. All right, what are your thoughts on this? I'm actually, the TK conversation is interesting. Man, I swear it looked like he was playing old TK. How did he always have he he had the devour always it was always there at the exact moment we needed it to not be he saved the way this interaction went every single time it felt like was we we get a all right guys team fight time you know their poke comp just get in there blow them up scatter them to the wind 
and we'll chase him down. And then you've got a Varus trying to shoot arrows over his shoulder while we chase him down. And here's what happened instead. All right, team fight. Sound the horn. Get the guy. And as soon as you're about to get the guy, TK gobbles him up. Whoop. And then he takes like, you know, you do probably 60 to 7% of his health bar. He spits the other guy out as soon as he lands. And that guy just starts, you know, it's, it's like, and now all your cooldowns are spent. TK has a shield still to use if he needs it. And guess what? While you've been trying to actually work on this engage you just set up, Jace and Varus are free firing into your back line. And now you're dead. And once TL started doing that, we didn't win a single fight from that point in the game. Like, we always went for that engage. And he always completely stuffed us. It was, it was LeBron James-esque. Just getting absolutely slammed. The shot attempt was just denied every time by core. So this is really interesting because I actually don't think the TK was that big of a deal. Oh, and, and I, it may be a case of expectations because I'm used to what we saw from like lane Tom Kench, like top lane Tom Kench, right? Where he's right. unkillable. Oh. They yep. got core JJ. They killed that dude. You know what I mean? They're like many times they get the Tom Kench popped, right? And it's onto the rest of the fight. Um, and it did. So it certainly made a difference. He certainly saved people at times. That's what support does. You know, there's lot, there's lots of ways that you can play support and do serve that kind of function. I didn't think it's not like it was a bad pick from them. Right. But I didn't think it was the pick that kind of broke things. Um, and things kind of played out in the game differently than I thought they would. So I, I thought, first of all, that it was clear that team liquid was going after closer. So they, the bands they tossed out were Viego, Diana, Lee Sin, and then Syndra and Rai. So it's like, all right, let's, let's take away three of um, his power picks. They're on blue <laughs> side so they can take Zin, right? So it's basically taking four things away from closer and letting him yep. play fifth priority. And our answer to that was that we're going to play Olaf, which means, by the way, that we got to crush early game and snowball the Olaf especially yep. because we picked Twisted Fate. Now, I actually like the idea of Twisted Fate in this because you've got the, the gold card rapid-fire cannon thing where it's like the chase down, it's all about setting up that kill, right? Which, again, worked. It worked. The Twisted Fate kill setup was happening. But the other part of Twisted Fate was happening too where you know you don't have the damage later in game. And the casters were dwelling on this a lot. They were like, look, there's no damage here. You have to basically win this game early. And if you are thinking about Reaper and his perspective on the game, it's game five. We've basically been winning or going even with their early game every time. What if we just push the gas pedal on the early game, get closer on Olaf? We know if closer gets a good start on Olaf, it's done, Right and not play the scaling, let's see what happens game, and instead just win it. You know what I mean? That's a decent bet. That's a decent bet. It really is. It's just the comp, comp just didn't have enough. And maybe... I mean, you don't want, you don't want Callista in that comp, do you? Like, I don't think Callista scales really well, does she? Am well, I tripping? I think Callista's yeah, so like a mid-game spike. I mean, I could be wrong, I could be wrong on that, because I'm an idiot. But... I the, think the you go for somebody, yeah. 
the thing about Callista though is I don't know what it is, but FBI Callista just isn't isn't it. You would think that he would crush as Callista because of how aggressive he is and mm-hmm. how he wants to get those right. early leads and everything. For whatever reason, and we've said this before this series, I've pointed this out, that FBI's Callista just doesn't do it for me. Right. And even when we got a win earlier in the, in the split with it, it just never has felt like, I, I don't feel good when FBI's on Callista. Yeah. Not to mention, more on this later, but not to mention FBI just hasn't really been himself as of late for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we so, haven't talked about him basically at all. Yeah. But. And we will, but, um, so it just kind of felt weird because it's like, all right, well we have him on a, on a champ. That's kind of mid game kind of makes sense. Orn, I'm not sure makes total sense in this too. I think the idea with Orn is, is still the focus on let's not let Alfari just like kill someday 10, 10 times in lane. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe there's other champs that can perform that same function, but still have some damage to the kit instead of just pure setup. Cause there was so much setup in our team comp, right? You have Leona twisted fate and Orn. It's like all about setting up those kills mm-hmm. and it almost still worked. It really did. Yeah. And I actually, so I had to kind of be convinced of this, um, in talking with some people about the games where it's like, I, I like the twisted fate pick because the setup, setup idea it's just the execution didn't didn't work and so whenever the casters call something out during the game i don't want it to be true when it's really simple you know it's like it 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 seems like really simplistic when you're losing and they keep dwelling on this like oh they just they're not gonna have the damage they're not gonna have damage it's like well (laughs) if you look closely you know here's what's going on but they're smart and i'm not (sighs) so i didn't yeah i didn't want i didn't want them to be right but i just I don't think that's a tenable position for me. I, I feel like, yeah, they just ended up not having the damage in this comp. And maybe that's a weakness because someday wasn't able to play something stronger against Alfari. But at the same time, this was, this was the first game where I felt Alfari really mattered. By yeah. Way. Yeah. That was one he of was... the most surprising things to me is games one through four. I didn't notice him much and it's not like he did nothing. His mm-hmm. Camille was fine. It was pretty good. Um, he obviously was doing good things. His, his Renekton during that one team fight in like behind Baron pit where he stayed alive. He got lots yeah, of heal yep. and basically won that huge fight for him. heal. Yeah. It was a huge fight. So it's like, yeah, but on the whole, I, I just didn't feel like we were getting that mega Alfari that you're kind of expecting until that last game where it's like he, he put like a tracker in the Jace <laughs> shots you know, the skill shots would <laughs> yeah. just hit everybody. It wouldn't hit one target. Yeah. It hit like three targets. The shock blast yeah. would just destroy everybody. The poke was so freaking strong. Yeah. And, and just was, would decimate people before we could even like start the fight, man. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I was picking up on is there were this game. Like others, we were ahead, right? Like let the record show we had a lead. Um, and pretty late. Pretty late in the game. I got, here, here's another I have. 28 minutes. We have a 1.2K gold lead, which is not, you know, it's not going to guarantee you the game. But you have the lead. And so, in theory, you have more, you know, items and power. We're up three drakes to one. Great position to be in. So you're up, okay, 28 minutes. You're up gold. You got, you're on soul point. Awesome. You know, um, 
and and we go all in on Jensen. Like we we put yeah. everything on Jensen to try and kill him. And he's on LeBlanc, so he's pretty hard to to kill. Um but it's he again, the TK denies Jensen, makes it so we can't actually finish him off. And so we switch priority instantly to Zin. And we just go all in on him. And then here's the thing that like if you go back and watch that fight, man, it's like you know, we're we're basically in a five V three and we're just death ball. We just pour it on, pour it on, pour it on. Get the sound the horn, you know, make it all happen. Get the solar flare in there. And then you have Varus and Jace just strolling up through like, you know, bot side jungle. I think that's where this one was. And they're just it's there's they're not being targeted at all. There's nobody who is attacking them or yeah. sending any spells their way. There's no peel, nothing going their way. They just get free fire. And it's all going into our backline, like, you know, um, and and that's there is no way to win that fight. Like TK buys you enough time, if for nothing else, how long he can you know deny yeah. access to a target that it doesn't take a Fed Jace and a Fed Varus long to dismantle your team. Yeah, and then essentially the exact same thing happens in the next team fight um, around Baron instead of around Dragon. And from then, it's just, it's all TL. And they, they finish it out. Um, yeah. And that's the thing, like, that was when, when I was in the moment watching the game, that's all I could see was us dumping everything into the Tom Kench and the Zinn. Like, everything was going into them. And there's, so there's that trade-off, right, where it's like, you know you shouldn't be targeting those players because they're going to survive and the squishies are going to be okay. But right. at the same time, they were positioned well enough that th that's all they were offering. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like you couldn't get back there to the targets that you needed to kill. Right. Especially with Jace has such long range on the shock blast. Jace can yep. just chill. Yeah. Alfari's just like, you know, a state <laughs> over. Just lobbing bombs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was really frustrating because we still dumped everything into, into TK and Xin Zhao to get them down. And we, and we didn't most often we did not. Yeah. So. <sighs> well, and like to play that fight back, let's say that you decide you see them coming out of the river and you decide to switch targets. LeBlanc still full health, <laughs> you know, still just fine, able to fight. So if you, you are standing in a death ball and you know, a LeBlanc is going to have as much fun, double distorting into your entire team as a shock blast from Jace. So there's really not a lot of great options. And I, you know, it, without that immediate removal of at least one of those three, that, that is a really tough team fight to win. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and look at the, uh, the KDAs from team liquid, by the way. So Santorin one, three and 12, right. And core JJ one, four and 10. So it's like, yeah. we were popping them. We were getting to them. We were killing them but not until they set up the rest of the team to win the fight. Jensen, for example, we, we killed him on that one, like wave push play, you know, yeah, where they set him up, with it, which was great. Yep. Cool. But that doesn't really count in terms of this discussion. Right. Cause it's like a little pick, you know, off yep. of a cheese play instead of like fighting. He only died once like in real fighting. Right. Yeah. And then other than Santorin and core JJ, Alf and tactical didn't die. Yeah. Zeros. Right. They just so, did their job. They just stood back. And and shot very long range skill shots yeah. at our team. Yeah, so we don't have a lot. Like Callista is 
uh, short range, short range. And so good luck accessing those two, uh, you know, if they are intentionally staying which, away from you, which, Hey, I mean, when tactical plays Callista, it's an entirely different story. That Callista pops mm. off. I don't you know. <laughs> again, I just I'm not convinced yeah. by the FBI, uh, Callista, but you know, it was, it was lost at that point. As soon as we didn't get closer going, as, as soon as that Olaf doesn't get those early kills and they went for it and they just didn't get him. Uh, after that, it was kind of like, eh, game is done and series is done. So yeah, live by closer, die by closer. And it's not even like closer sometimes is cold. It's just sometimes closer doesn't get going the way you need him to Yeah, because the other team stops it from happening. He was our carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so I was going to ask you actually who you thought the series yeah. MVP for us was. Um, I let me because let me just tell for me it's obviously closer for me like we're we're basically going the way he's going Abadaga is in such a weird spot because like he always plays solidly well and it's it's he always like enables stuff to happen right but it's really rare when he's taking over he had his Aurelia moments which were really good um, and a couple of Sonder setups, which were good, as we mentioned, like he, you know, keeping that game alive for us in game three. Cool. But closer is just like consistently like the thing where if he, he's the X variable for us, right? Like if he's doing what closer can do, it's really yeah. hard to stop us. And so right. setting up to enable him, I think is like the win condition. So despite us going down in this game, it's hard for me to not feel like closer was, was the MVP. I mean, that last game he was, he was the only one with multiple kills. He had six mm-hmm. of them. Um, yeah. he clearly was, was really effective on the kill side, like the whole time. Uh, and his Viego is game breaking. I, so to me, that's who the MVP was, was closer. Do you yeah. feel any differently than that? I can't make a, a meaningful case for anyone else. I mean, I think it would be who he is the backup to that probably. Um, just because he, you know, he did have really yeah. key plays and, and very solid games, um, as he does, right? Like, I think that's what we've come to, to expect from him in the same way that closer has become our carry. I think that who he has become the, just the steady state kind of yeah. reliable setup and like clutch play, uh, deliverer. So, you know, he, he did his thing. But and then I think you kind of look at like I, I agree with you. I think Abadaga is still I f- I still feel like his role with this team is undefined in some ways, some important ways. Um, FBI, I think you know, I think it's this was not his strongest series, um, and we can talk about that more if we want. But I think it's if right now safe to say it just wasn't this was not his his dominant for, you know uh, tour de force and. Um, Someday was, you know, I don't think anybody expected him to have the career series against Alfari. But I want to talk about that because I think yeah. if there's a single most surprising thing about this series, that's it. So we know against EG someday, like somehow neutralized impact, right? Some yep. like someday played very, very well against EG and they really tried to exploit him as a weakness, right? in this game, you're just, you're just chalking that lane before the matches even start. Right. It's just like, no, Alfari's going to smash him. That's what the, the common wisdom is. 
someday played a heck of a series, honestly. To me, I, I know he's on closer and NAR, right? Three, three, or I'm sorry, he's on closer. He's on Orn and NAR. Three Orn games, two NAR games. But I'm telling you, he did a he did a good job. Again, I didn't feel like Alfari truly mattered until that last <clears throat> game, which is pretty shocking to me. Like I thought it was like, can we weather the huge top diff that we're gonna see here? Because because even though again, someday's like my favorite hundred thieves player of all time, as I always say, <clears throat> but he just has not been on form largely this split. But playoffs came around and this man locked back in. And I think there was a lot of talk about what someday should be playing. And it, it feels like past years of hundred thieves where it's like, we need to put someday on carry champs. It's, it's a tricky thing because he's in my opinion, he's playing very well at the moment. So maybe we let him do that. But at the same time, historically it's been like, you know, he's actually more valuable to the team as a whole when he's playing weak side. So there's a lot of like Reddit discussion around this. I don't know. What do you have thoughts on this someday situation? I, I am, I'm defending what he did. I'm defending the Orn picks, the NAR pick. Um, and I'll, I'll give you some reasons why, but I want to hear what you have to say first. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 it's hard for me to move away from this idea that anytime you see somebody play, a five game series with one or two looks that it isn't on some level because of lack of confidence. And you know, this is basically you mean in, in playing like more play styles. Yeah. Like I do wonder, are there other things that we, we could have uh, or would have liked to have played him on? I mean, look, Orin is a flexible champ. He can work well in a lot of different setups for sure. NAR is the same way. Both of these super, uh, you know, super strong team fighting champs bring a lot without having, you know, significant leads, which you should not expect for somebody to have a significant lead in this matchup. So it's not reliant on him doing anything outstanding in lane. And, you know, look. You also have gold insurance on the Orn, right? This game goes long, you're going to be making up any difference that might be there. Right. So maybe it's just a maybe it is purely a strategic decision by the staff here to say, we know that someday is not going to outlane Alfari because no one is in the LCS, including someday. And rather than find ourselves with it, like, okay, think about a GP, right? If you're a GP who's down 40 CS against whoever, and you try to bring a GP alt to the opposite side of the map, do people care? At that point, does it matter as much? You know, like you've seen what a Fed GP can do in a team fight from all the way across the map. It's a very, it's a very, uh, it can swing an entire game. So I just feel like a lot of the stuff that we were able to do against EG because someday was, you know, a, he showed out against Impact. I just don't think you can count on it, and you shouldn't against Alfari. He is that good. Um, so it's a different. He had a different job this time around. He had a different job, and. Um, you know, I, I think I'm a probably a bit less, um, I, I probably view it a bit less favorably. Um, I just think some of his, if some of his ult placements weren't the best. Like some of his target selection, I feel like could have been improved on, especially on the Orn games. He whiffed that ult on tactical when tactical was slowed and not like whiffed by aiming too far. 
That was a weird miss. Some of that stuff, I'm just like, you know, if you are doing this, you there are a few things on your must do list, and and getting the carry is one of them, especially if it's a Jace, if it's a Varus, right? Where these guys, they're not bringing a kit that has a lot of mobility in it. Um, so some of that stuff, it's just like that for me. That's the gap that it's fine for us, and I don't think we should say, well, someday just clearly isn't that good anymore because he's not playing carries. But a lot of different ways you can have an impact on a game than playing carries, especially if you have three people in other positions who are fully capable of carrying, um, at least when we're at our best. So that's kind of how I feel about someday is it's fine if this is the role he's being put in, especially against the consensus best top laner in the league. Um, You know, and when he was in the LEC, he was consensus one of the best there too. So like he's legit good. Um, But it's like uh, some of the, some of the fundamentals just felt a little bit off to me. So I think we kind of agree on this because like while I'm saying I think Someday did a great job in this series, he did a great job doing what you're talking about, at being asked to play that role. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm worried about. I think that they probably only have him in that role, not just because Alfari is a, is a menace to deal with, right? But I, I, I've been saying this for a few weeks. I wonder if they're kind of hiding him because I'm not convinced that he has the champ pool anymore, mm-hmm. you know, cause how, like what are we going to see him play? That's going to be different. Like what, what champions do you want him on that you feel really comfortable with how he's been lately? Um, the last thing we saw him on in the regular season was Gwen, which looked good against, but it was against golden guardians. But I still think like Gwen, I'm down for him playing Gwen. But other than Gwen, uh, Nar, Orn, and then maybe Gangplank. I don't know about Gangplank, but maybe so we'll call it three yeah. and a half champs. I think I'm he not played Gangplank well against he has DG. A whole bunch more than that in the tank right now. Yeah. I mean, his, yeah. his Renekton, I guess, is good, but he's, mm-hmm. that's been banned out against him quite often. Yep. Um, and look, I, I mean, I'm seeing what chat is saying, but like, like Jax was thrown out in chat, by the way, like he has like a 37% win rate on Jax. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a pretty situational pick. Like yeah, you've got to have the right. Right. And, and I just like, look, and you guys are, are really thinking old someday here. I'm, I'm just not sure it's still there with the, the depth of champ pool. And the problem with that is, is I wonder if TL has figured that out. Because yeah. if, if they know that and they don't really have to plan for much there, if we see them again, which would be if we made it to finals, I'm not sure how that goes. We yeah, didn't show I, them anything to be concerned about from someday going forward. 100%. 100%. Aurelia is something you got to think about. Now, I don't know if you got to worry about it as a flex pick, right? But certainly in the hands of Abdaga, it's a problem. Um, Diana, Diego, you know, I don't know if we threw anything at them in the bot lane that they're going to be concerned about, to be honest with you, uh, from a ADC perspective. Um, so yeah, we gave them some stuff to worry about. They're not going to play Diego again. They don't want to. They're not going to do it. Um, but in the top that, lane, I'm saying. No, I know. I'm, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. We did that in a lot of other places in this series. And I don't, we didn't even try to do that. Now, look, I think it's one of two things. 
It's either strategic recognition that it's unlikely to do that, and so why try? Because you try to put the fear of a champion in somebody and it doesn't work, and that's that you you have just lost potentially a game. Um, and it, at the very least, what you've done is you've showed that you know we don't need to worry about that part of it. It's kind of like you go for one of these weird comps. Upside is you pull a ban from people that they weren't planning for, and then it opens you up to do other things. Uh, the downside is you just give away a game. So for me, I think it's probably a little bit of both that we, you know, you, it's fine to have someday play Lucian against Golden Guardians when he can 1v, you know, 1v5 them and win the game by himself. It's not fine to have him do that against, and I'm not saying specifically, but just you don't go into it with a game plan. That, well, we're just going to have someday completely hard win his lane and then apply so much split pressure that they have no ability to play the game because it's never going to happen. So I think it's a mix of both, both strategic recognition that Alfari is different and that's not going to work. And we probably aren't as confident in some of someday's champs as we have been yeah, in the past. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's probably and, both. And we don't, we don't tend to read chat during um, the podcast like on here, but I did want to mention something that someone's saying. Uh, fate cloud was saying uh if that was the case he's talking about my comments on someday in champ pool said i'm sorry to say but reaper would have swapped him out like he did in c9 it's like you're talking about swiping swapping out crazy prominent franchise player <clears throat> for an 18 year old top laner you know what i mean who's very volatile and it's like i think personally that's something that. we can wow. see next year but I, yeah. I, I think they're going to be really careful, especially because the team was in first place for most of the split. I don't think like you're hitting the panic button that bad. I'm not saying Reaper would never do that, mm -hmm. right? But it's like the options that you have at backup are more volatile and situationally the timing of it, which is the end of summer split, I'm not sure that anybody would really do that. And then... um. And then the other comment was that, you know, he played Gangplank three times against EG. We lost two of those games, you know, and, and I just, I was not as convinced with the form. That's why I called Gangplank maybe like a half. Like he has three and a half champs because it can go well, but mm. I'm not sure. So all, all that well, to say, I think we, ha like, we probably have to have him on that. Maybe there are other, like, again, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a Gwen come out. I feel like he, he played Gwen well. But, you know, because they nerfed the early attack speed 1% or whatever, people think it's unplayable. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if I saw that pick. But other than that, I'm just, I'm just not sure. And, and it had, that, it had like that's a, a worrying presence. thing. Yeah. yeah. Gwen, it's like they deleted Gwen from the game. Um, the other thing I'll say is this. Reaper is thinking about, yeah, of course, sights set on the current playoffs, Worlds. But you've got to think about next year, too. Because he's been a coach for less than a full split, and his contract is for more than a full split. So, so he's trying to both keep his job long term and deliver on what we can hope to accomplish this split. Yeah. And I think he's done a good job of that already. For sure. He made some calls. He kept someday in. This is all, we're in hypotheticalville here. Yeah. Because we don't need to press an emergency button. Like, we've, we're like going to world. Yeah. So, you right. know, but. He, he made the calls which allowed us to get to Worlds. He, you know, um, we're going. So that's great. Like, that's job security for Reaper, honestly. And kind of the rest of this, I'd say, is like 
again, unless you embarrass yourself and then you go to Worlds and you embarrass yourself again, like people are feeling pretty positive right now. Yeah. But you got to think about it. Do you really want to put, like Cole said, an 18-year-old in who has one game of LCS experience in both the highest stakes games you can play in the LCS, like we are in contention for a title, and then transition him directly to Worlds? Like, no, you don't want to do that. Yeah. And we've, we, you know, think about Rakara. Like, he, he had a similar trajectory and it wasn't good. good. It is not developmental. It's not helpful. You break a player's confidence if you throw them into the wolves like that. It's not the right way to do it. So I think even if, even if Reaper is, and this is a a big if, even if he's thinking, I think the future is, uh, it's, it's just, you know, call it anybody other than someday. Like, are you going to potentially risk giving up? Like, are you going to put tenacity in? Right. It it doesn't make sense, which is why I'm not even like happy that I've allotted this much time to talk about it because it's, (laughs) you know what I mean? It just, it shouldn't be, but I just wanted to point that out. Um, so, so I think what we're doing is putting him in a role that we know he can still do well on a chip, especially on a chip like Orn, like I said, where you can make up some of the gold difference by virtue of the champs abilities. Um, and then just, you know, hoping that no one pushes too hard or realizes that. So I hope I'm wrong about that. I really do. And maybe we'll see something in the C9 series. That'll be different. But fudge is another one of those guys that as of late has just kind of had someday's number. So I'm not sure. We'll have to see. Uh, one final note about the team before we move on. Um, I alluded to earlier is FBI has not really been the spl- regular split FBI um, during the playoffs. So, you know, he was someone for like basically eight weeks that we could lean on heavily all the time. It was virtually guaranteed that he was going to win lane and be the better ADC. I think that's been really up for debate in some of these, you know, games. Um, mm-hmm. pe- people love to hate on tactical. I've made the, the point all year that I think he's better than people give him credit for. Um, he looked very good, especially on Callista. He looked way better, way better of a Callista than, than FBI, in my opinion. Um, I'm putting FBI on carry watch because we, we need the FBI carry. Like, we need it. And he went for it. On the Tristana, he really went for it a couple times. And mm-hmm. it was close, but but he got punished. You know what I mean? And I tweeted out, I would rather have the aggression than not. You know what I mean? So I'll live with that. But if he makes those plays happen, things could get really different. So I, I hope he doesn't stop trying. But as, as of right now, we need more out of him right now. Um, that's what it feels like to me. So he yeah. hasn't been as much of a factor as, as he was during the regular season, but the vein. Yeah. yeah and as pointed out, the vein was good. I liked the vein. Wasn't sure I was going to like the vein when it was locked in, but I liked, I liked the vein. Yeah. And, and you know, I think one of the benefits that he has is because we have viable carry options in multiple places. I think it is possible to put him on carries who are more late game carries and who need a pretty good, you know, set of items to really get going. Um, because we're not looking at him to be that it's kind of weird. Uh, it feels in a little bit like we've, we've got him in kind of a Cody Sun position, which is, and I think the benefit is he doesn't have to play the hyper carry late game, you know, 
like just show up with a zero 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 stat line at 25 minutes and then win everything um but i do think that he is it does open up some some doors that otherwise wouldn't be if we needed him to start carrying it you know 20 minutes um yeah tristana tristana is just not it yeah it's just not it's it's a no 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 wait you said tristana for fbi i actually liked it man i'm telling you he he made a couple mistakes Uh, but like i think he i i'm fine with it i honestly am i i as i think about the kind of player he is and who i feel like he should be great on tristana is the champ that i've (laughs) i just i just never feel like he got uh i mean maybe it's because we had danny um 2021 but you know it's just what he i don't feel like he ever really got it going and he did make some very questionable jumps which is the basically you either are a hero or dead on tristana so it's tough but i just didn't feel like he had as much agency in fights he did not get a bounce house going it was never he was never hopping it was very Uh, close a few times i don't know just i see i see your point i'm just gonna disagree with it um and uh oh shoot what i was oh gosh i just lost what i was gonna say but um i do think it's a fair counter argument to talk about how the switch of meta for playoffs has kind of taken away some of that from adcs uh in that the supports are not there as much and you know you can't focus to the adcs as much i i think that's a fair counter um Mm -hmm. but you know, that's the meta for the whole league. It's not the meta for just our laner. You know what I mean? And we've clearly seen other ADCs be vitally important um, to other teams. And so I'm just, when we're talking about feeling like my, you know, a lot of my predictions, a lot of stuff is based on like my feelings about stuff. <laughs> and like, it's about time for this to happen. You know, it's like, and right. just looking at momentum, this should happen. I'm getting to the point where it's like, it's about time. I think we could see some FBI pop off pretty soon. Cause it's been a while and my man is hungry. <laughs> I don't ever doubt him. All right. I, 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 mean, I think he's hungry. Is this, maybe this is the point we're starting to get to with this team. It feels, and, and look, let me just put the, the disclaimer on this. It is still early days. This team, we are still less than one full split in with this yes, exact roster you. and yes. this coach. Yep. So, you know, let's not, let's not make any, rash decisions here what i'm starting to get the sense of is and i like that you're calling it carry watch i feel like over time what could happen with this team is we have multiple viable strategies to enable different carries and i think sometimes it feels like we have you know if we don't have all three people like game two game two where we had basically everybody with equivalent carry stat lines like that is probably oh, yeah. not what we should expect every game, but it does feel like it would be nice if we had looks that were really setting FBI up to take over or really setting Abadaga up to take over. And I feel like we got that a little bit with the, the Aurelia where, you know, it's like if the conditions are right, we can make any one of these things happen. And we're pretty confident that it can work out. And, um, we all are very acquainted with what that looks like for closer because it's almost always, it seems like yeah. uh, his opportunity, like he's, he's not playing Sejuani. Um, and it feels like we're kind of moving away from that, at least lately with the FBI stuff. I would love it if we got a series where we had, you know, a best of five with wins through closer, through Abadaga and through FBI, right? Like that would be, you know, in, in soccer, they call it a perfect hat trick, right? Like that would be our perfect hat trick is you get, 
each of these carries, people are trying to catch up to the last one that you beat them with, and it, it enables the next one in line. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> we've said much. Um, I will. I will just circle back to how I led off the whole podcast, which is saying that you know in the f- in the final sum here. We ended up losing a very close series to what people thought was the runaway favorite in LCS. It was basically TSM is showing out and destroying everybody. And we came out and we showed them that they were not going to destroy us. And I think that we have elevated ourselves into a tier with just Team Liquid. And Mm -hmm. that's great. So I feel positive about that. Um, And though we lost this series, we are not out of playoffs and right. surely the C9 series that's coming up on Saturday is not a gimme by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, I think many people will pick C9 over us. Um, but I feel like you have to, you have to contextualize, you have to realize how good we were for so much of the season. Then the wheels fell off and we looked pretty bad. And when we got into playoffs, we shored up a lot of what was bad. I don't know if it's us just knowing more about ourselves. Yeah. Um, having more time. But yeah, having more time together. But the team has rebounded in a good way. And I would say we're not playing like we were earlier in the split. It's not, it's not that. But we are still contending. Team Liquid. Their, their series win against us brings them to three and five against us this split. Hmm. I don't know, man. I, I do not think it's that like there, I don't think we're being hard gapped here and there are definite concerns. No. There are definite things to think about, but, um, but they're a good team. They're a legitimately I, good. Yeah. Team. They're they're and they're playing great right now. Are they the six? I'm seed? happy with where we are. Are they, are they the best six seed to ever be? <laughs> were they I can't six? Remember. No, is that, I'm, I might be, uh, overstating that six, right? They were like, no, no, four. that was like dig. Wasn't it? Yeah, I think they were four. Or no, EG. E- I don't know. I, I'm I'm off, I'm off base here. They were lower than you thought they would be. Is they were what fifth. it was. Four. They were one behind one win behind Cloud Nine. They were fifth. Okay. They were fifth. So I wasn't that far off actually. Yeah, you, you weren't five. But are, maybe you the and best I were exactly team. the same distance off. <laughs> um. But yeah. So so th- that's just what I want to say. I felt like there was a lot of like catastrophizing after that game, if that's a word, um, mm. from the fans, and I'm just not feeling the same way. Even though that series was a beast to watch and it felt sad to lose. Honestly, for the first time ever, I was watching the series and I got a literal headache from the stress. Wow. That's never happened to me watching <laughs> anything before. I seriously had to like take some pills <laughs> to, to, to make me feel better. Cause my head was killing me and I was so stressed out about that series. I think because I realized like the stakes were, were like, Hey, if we beat team liquid here, like that silences everyone, everyone who's doubted the whole time, you know, and yeah. we already locked worlds and now we're going to be, you know, in the, the, the winner's lock for finals. Like, yeah, oh, know, they, they would have still found a way. A lot of, Don't worry. a lot at stake reputationally, but I'm yeah. just, I'm feeling more positive about the team, especially like you, you said, re- remembering that this is a team that's been together for just one split and, yeah. um, has already overcome a great deal of adversity, you know? So, yep. I don't know, man. I don't know. That brings us to C9. How are you feeling about this series that's coming up? Well, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Um, I think, you know, TL, 
made them look very bad. And TL didn't make us look very bad. So if I'm doing just that analysis, then I'd say we're in pretty good shape. You know, uh, C9 beats TSM in a close 3-2. They have to come back for it, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't watch that series as closely, but I believe they were down 2-1 at one point. I kept falling asleep during the series, so I can't yeah. exactly remember. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm not convinced that TSM is was robbed of their world's place. I think they just no. earned their way out of it. Like, I think that's how it goes. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it certainly doesn't feel like a gimme. Like, there are, there are certain years where you go up against the person who is in the loser's bracket final, and it's like, yeah, we should have this no problem. It should be definitely us. Um, do you want me to do my prediction now? Or? Maybe you can give some more detail on why you're feeling yeah, it, it, this way or that. I think for me, it's just a little bit of, um, again, like, I don't think the C9 is... Like TL is here. They are they are in peak shape. They're in peak form. They are hardened League of Legends athletes, and their team has finally kind of solidified. And we really gave them a run for their money. And we almost we were very very close. Perhaps one Baron steal away, or not steal, Baron sneak away from beating them three one in in convincing fashion. Well, <laughs> convincing fashion. Um. So I think we're good. I legit think we're good. And I don't think the C nine is there. Like this is not, this is not peak C nine. This is not our investments have finally paid off, and we are feeling very confident that our investors will will cheer us for the the decisions we've made. This is like C nine is begging everyone to remember that they are one of the best teams in NA, um, and and please, you know, don't forget to root for us. Um, so. You know, do I think it's impossible that they beat us? Certainly not. Because I do think that at any point, C9 could stop underperforming, <laughs> basically. And I think they have been essentially this entire split. So, uh, that being said, I think we're in better form than they are right now. Um, they eked out a 3-2 against TSM. I think that we'll be able to beat them. I'm going to call it 3-1 again. Um, Fudge is not Alfari, and we saw that we can... That Alfari did not win the series for TL. He came through in some big moments for sure, but he did not single-handedly win it. It was not like the the top lane gap that just wrecked us. Um, I think that Closer is currently a stronger carry than Blabber is, which is kind of crazy to say, but I think that's the reality of the situation. Perks is has looked bad against us this split, and I think is still not in the form that people pay millions of dollars to have on their team. And then the bot lane. Um, You're you know, not Vulcan. convinced by Perks. Did, did, you didn't get to watch much of Perks in this past series. No, I didn't. I didn't oh, watch him closely. It did. It did feel like he was regaining, you know, some yeah. of what he's capable of. Not yeah, totally, so I, but I think the thing I saw is that he got the interview at the end. So, but probably because it G2 seemed lost. like he took like a yeah, G2. yeah. Uh, it it did seem <laughs> like he he took a step forward. I think during this series, yeah, and and is so closer that, I, to the Perks we expected. That's kind of how I felt about Perks the entire split. It's like. He's performing at something less than what was expected. And look, if he flips the switch and this is where he is unlocked and now he's going to be hard, you know, like hard carrying, then sure, yeah, that's going to be a problem. Um, but I'm not going into this series assuming that that's going to happen. Because I think Abadaga is really good too. Like I think even if Perks plays in Perks fashion and form, I think Abadaga is still capable of you know, keeping up. And it's kind of like someday Alfari, right? Like 
I don't think that it's going to be hard lose to Perks in this series, even if he is in really good form. Yeah. And then the bot lane. Um, Vulcan had a great game against us their last time around. So, you know, I think that we got to watch out for that. Probably just don't give him well. Um, or actually, he had Nautilus last time against us. So, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think, uh, I think we've shown that we have the ability to still develop new looks. And I'm expecting that we have at least one or two new things and some stuff that's just going to be hard for them to answer, uh, even if they know exactly what we're going to bring. So you're predicting 3 1, Hunter T? Back to it, 3 1. I almost had it. I almost had it with TL. Stick yeah. with it. So um, I was thinking about the perks thing. Like I said, it, it did look to me like he took a step forward to, to his old self um, in the last series. Not again, not what we were expecting, but at least more on track. I wonder if like, I wonder if Abadaga ends up being analogous to Tim Duncan for league where it's, it's the player that you kind of, it's kind of an unflappable player, someone who's unresponsive and you can't tilt, you can't like prod and poke at because he's just going to do what he does regardless. Like, I don't think we can point to many bad Abadaga games, right? There are games where he's great and there are games where you know, it, it's just kind of like a neutral. And, and that's what Tim Dunk feels to me, to, to me like is like yeah. just this player that that's going to be doing his thing and perks, Jazuke, they are, they are probably more and Jensen. They're probably more players that like to get a rise out of that. You, they try and, and mess with you. They want to annoy you. They want to be that thorn in your side. And Abadaga, the Tim Duncan is just like, I don't care. <laughs> Right. Head down. That's what it feels game. like to me, man. That's what it feels like yeah. to me. So, um, and like every once in a while, absolutely devastates your team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually like Abadaga in this matchup more than I thought I would when, you know, preseason right. on paper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and of course, lot, so much of that is because of perks form over the, over the split. Yep. Um, but I actually, yeah, I, I feel kind of positive about that. I will say I, I do think fudge just has a way in top lane against us, which maybe that's me. Maybe it's cause I'm so annoyed by him. But when you have said the same against the battle party. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, but it, that's where I'm going with that okay. is if someday is able to play like he has been during playoffs, I think yeah. we're going to be okay with it. He, you know, maybe it's the, the more limited role or whatever, but I, I think that he's just been able to be more solid and reliable for us. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm actually feeling pretty positive about our matchup with C9. Um, I think it's going to be shaky though. I think it's going to be shaky. So I'm going to give us a three, two win over C9. I think we make it back to TL in the finals. Mm. Um, that would be great. I hope this is not a Tim seven. Who's in curse where, (laughs) You know, because because fate likes to go against me, especially when my hopes are high. But <laughs> I I really do I really do think that despite C nine kind of looking better, I think we've looked better as well. And so I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of excited for this. Yeah, I'm kind of excited, and and yeah, it just it just feels like we're going to be able to get the job done. I, I get that feeling. And again, it's about time for an FBI pop off. Hoping we get it because we're. You, you, we're going against two of the most punchable NA players. Surely FBI feels the same way about Sven, man. Go at him. Go get the job done. 
So yeah, that'll be interesting to watch. But of course that means since we are both choosing 100 T2 advance versus C9 that the next day oh. we turn around and play Team Liquid. So mm-hmm. what are you feeling about that series? Oh man. The ah, rematch. The rematch. Yeah. Okay. We're in extra innings now. I'm picking us 3-2. I'm picking us 3-2. Wow! Wow! Yeah. We got yeah. a finals win prediction from Jordan. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't realize that's what I just did. The title but yeah, prediction, yeah. I mean, we were so close. We were so close to winning against them, 3-1. Um, and, and it's they, they earned it. So it's not that we threw. They were just, they're a, a really good team. They're smart. They've got Core JJ, who, who does have a galaxy brain inside his head. And, um, but here's the thing. We, we know how to play against them to be effective early on. And it just feels like the piece that's missing is that final stretch. You know, it's just closing it out. Easier said than done. But we, it's not like we were always, you know, two steps behind them. For a lot of these games, we were one or two steps ahead of them, and uh, so yeah, I'm 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 sticking with us. It's it's more fun when I call it. I enjoy it more when I predict us, even if it's not likely to happen. It's just it's a good way to be. Yeah. So my prediction, Jordan, we saw us hang close with uh, TL. It was competitive. I'm sad to say though. Yeah that I think, I think they figured out some things. I think they figured out uh, that we are going to have this limited play style. I just don't, I just don't feel good about it, man. You don't think we're there yet. That's fine. I don't think we're there yet. And so I'm predicting under T to lose zero three. I don't Whoa. think we're going to win again. Zero three. What? They're going to have a full week of rest. That's They're going to have a full tough. week of prep. They're going to sit back and see what we have to play against C9 with our backs against the wall. I'm not convinced we're going to have anything left. And no no shade at the players, no shade at the staff, because I think they've done an excellent job to get us here. So I'm not even going to feel bad about it. But I do think we lose the title, and I don't think Mm. we take a game from them. That would be a repeat of the last time we faced them in the finals. Yeah, yeah, because that's a good point. Oh, and six all time. Things are never easy, man. Things are never easy. Winning titles is never easy, especially if you have one split to do it in. Well, and yeah, look, this is your, I didn't think about that. I mean, I knew that it was the next day, Yeah, but that is a huge disadvantage to have to go back to back. Let me say though, I don't think that this means TL is just overall so much better than us because I don't think that I think that we're in the tier with them. I think they Mm -hmm. have a slight edge but that it's a bit the lack of prep time and rest and the um, just the rhythm of, of how things work and how our last series against Seal went. I'm just not optimistic and I'm going to be fine with that. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to say GG's to team liquid. Uh, I'll see how spicy Alfari gets with his victory lap. <sighs> Maybe I'll say something, but um, that's just where I see it going. And, and no, I chat's probably thinking that I'm doing this to do my reverse jinx on us. I promise that's not the case. It's my <laughs> sincerely held opinion 
but Cole, I'm responsible to give that to you. What I really think, not what I hope. So what if they, what if they, um, I bridged a three, one against steal. Mm-hmm. Did I go back to three? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, what if they only prepare for C9? Surprise. Well, they already prepared for us and have a lot of stuff ready. So I, yeah, I know, I know. I'm, uh, yeah, okay. Well, as always, Cole, you are here to predict what is likely to happen, and I'm here to predict what I hope happens. So <laughs> we'll keep, we'll keep it going. Let the, the theme survive. Yeah, the prediction. <laughs> The prediction game continues. So as, as, and the prediction game continues, as I predicted, this pod has gone on very long, but we still got to race through some listener takes. All right. It wouldn't, okay. be, it wouldn't okay. be a pod if we didn't do this. So um, let me do this really quick. Uh, and a lot of this is going to be stuff we've already covered, to be honest. So I think Perfect. we can go through it fast. So Joseph Forlenza Jr. The series was lost with the top lane draft. That's it. That's the whole take. So I think referring to Orn three times, Nar two times, no carries for some day. We yeah. hash this out. I'm in disagreement. It depends, Cole, on how nuanced you want to read this take. Maybe he's saying that we just uh, didn't have the ability to play anything else because of Alfari being too good. And I think we came out in front of expectations on the top lane matchup. So I'm not going to Alfari didn't beat us. And I'd say that's exactly. Probably- yeah. Uh, Sticks NA said, with both TL and C9 looking like they're having a resurgence, is it too soon to say that 100T looks slightly weaker than both, or do we need to wait till the C9 series to properly see where we rank among the top three? Um, I mean, I think that you can certainly make evaluations of where people stand currently. It feels a little bit like the, the question here or the take is, um, like, in the grand scheme of things, and I'm always a little bit hesitant to do like overall power rankings or kind of like the strength of a program For based sure. solely on playoff series. So I don't know. I think I think probably we need to wait until even longer to see like you know next split is kind of what I'm thinking to to see where we rank among the top three. I mean, currently, we are one of the best three teams because we are in the kind of the final three. Um, but that's the question. There is do you maintain that going into next split for me so i think i think the easy answer to this is we played teal close when no one else could and mm-hmm. i you know i i still favor us in a tier among just us and teal um i don't think c9 is is where we are so disagree um i i and and sh- you know maybe the series will recontextualize that I'm not sure unless we get smashed. I'm not sure I'm going to change my opinion a whole lot. Um, it might just be a matter of, like I said, champ pool, what we have available, but we will see. Um, Wanton Manton says, or Wanton Manton, if we want to go that Wanton, way. Wanton, or Wanton Manton. Wanton says, Manton. Hot take. <laughs> we are going to take away from the Team Liquid match that our resources should be allocated differently and that we are going to see someday in more of a carry role against C9. So I firmly disagree here yeah thinking pretty much the opposite that you know <laughs> that champ pool is just too limited and that's why we're doing what we're doing but that makes it a true hot take as it is said. a hot take and yep. i you know if if it gets locked in if we lock in someday on a carry champ i'm still gonna be like let's go let's just see it i'll be excited yeah. as long as we don't try it and then it loses and then we try it again 
that'll that'll but be I, the only I, time I'm I'm gonna be upset about that. I do think, unfortunately, that Fudge is in a a tier of top laners good enough to make that a very high risk move, and I yeah. I just don't think that we've we've seen that it can be good enough to have someday on the picks that he was on. So you know, if I'm making the call on that, I'd say mm, I don't know that we need to run from that decision. I think it's yeah. probably been affirmed in their mind. JC101 says, We were so worried about Alfari versus Someday that we effectively negated Someday's playmaking ability. I say give Someday a carry and some resources and let him go to town. <laughs> there we have it. Oh my Josh5 says, I think we need to see Abadaga on more aggressive champs. His Aurelio mm. was so good that, that it changed the way we fought in game two. I think if we want to win the title, we need more picks like that and away from the Lissandras of the world. I think I'm here for that. I don't think yeah. Lissandra was that bad. Um, like I said, I think he's, he was good at it. Um, and it yeah. just, it wasn't enough. Maybe like we didn't just have enough in the tank with that champion. Um, so it's not so much that I agree with the whole, like, Oh, get away from Lissandra. But I do agree with, let's get him on LeBlanc. Let's get him on Aurelia. Let's get him on some fun assassins and let him go. Yep. I'm, yeah. Remember I'm, his Akali. His Akali was fantastic. Right. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm all in on that. Yeah. Um, urge to surge said FBI's mechanics, plenty of opportunities in which he could have made better plays to change the outcomes of team fights. Sounds like you agree. Uh, without looking real close at this, I think, think about the tryst. Yeah. Yep. I think, uh, I think maybe, but I'm not really convinced. Like I said, I, I, I think, I think he got unlucky. I do, but I don't like him on Calista. Calista mechanics. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and then the final one, this is one of my, I, this is one of my favorite, um, things to think about that's been sent in in a while. Glenn E. Taylor says, do you think Sunday series will help or hurt the narrative that has been evolving towards the end of the split that hundred T doesn't exactly win games, just teams that are clearly better than them throw against them. <laughs> oh, just Thoughts? find me a more dislikable narrative. Um, yeah, I, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Glenn is coming up with this because I know he's just kind of representing what yeah the, no the I've common. seen yeah I've definitely seen yeah. this right look if you're still arguing that 100T just lucks into stuff like you're wrong you're right. just wrong that we, we talked at length about how that game uh, three game three yeah game three um, the gold league we, one we, yeah the 12k there, there wasn't a throw there honestly there wasn't a throw we just executed perfectly right like so yeah, and, and i'm not going to go back into it we just we just did what you the only way you can get back into a game where you're down that far is to remove from the fight key people at key moments you're you gotta put the leblanc in an ice coffin you gotta remove the Callista from the fight with a buster shot you gotta cc a bunch of people with rel none of those abilities require you to have powerful items yeah. And we did them all perfectly. And right. that's why we won that fight. So that's not them throwing. That's just us playing well. Yeah. And so to answer the question, does the Sunday series help or hurt that narrative? It hurts the narrative. We played them close and when no oh, one yeah. else has, and we played them in the way, in the manner that you're describing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I mean, think about that. They, they snuck a win from us. You could argue that that Baron seals like us throwing the game by right. not putting the ward in the right place. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think and that even hurts that the narrative. Was like, yeah, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think it hurts the narrative and good because good runs to that narrative. But I'm sure there are people who look at that fight and say, what is TL doing? They are, oh, what a garbage team. This region is doomed. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, that's, that's just what you want to believe. And that's fine. You can continue to do that. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks everybody for yes. the takes. Thanks everybody for being with us for an extended pod, um, pushing the two hour mark even. Whoa. Um, <laughs> this was fun. And I, I, like I said, I'm optimistic overall. I, even though I predicted uh, that we lose Oh three in the finals, um, I'm going to be, I, I'm already proud of where we are. I'm proud that we just, we came an inch from making finals. Uh, and I, I think we're poised to be, you know, kind of the best version of ourselves right now. And uh, I w- I'm just I'm going to sit back and enjoy where that takes us uh, for the rest of the playoffs and then for Worlds. And then, like I said, long time ago, when we first got Abadaga and Reaper, then 2022, that's the year where it starts mattering. So uh, yep. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Anything beyond this is bonus for me. So yeah, let's just enjoy yep. it. We're going to worlds and we're good. It's great. It's Screw great the haters, man. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, no, so, it's fun. And yeah. we, and we look good too. We're going to worlds and we look good. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be here to do this again next week after whatever happens in finals mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, it'll be fun. Um, I'll try and hang out in the discord around those games and see if I can do like a, like, like a watch party kind of deal. Um, We'll see what we can pull off with our schedules. Um, But yeah, so until Thursday, we love you and we miss you already. Bye.